Welcome to the Toka Backstage Podcast. Join Toka's Executive Director, Chris Wolf, in conversations with the artists and people behind the scenes of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation's performances and events. Welcome to another special edition of Toka Backstage. This is Chris Wolf, the Executive Director of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation. It was my pleasure uh, to speak with Kelly Freeman Craig, writer, director, producer of a couple movies that uh, we talk about and has a great new project coming up that uh, is actually casting now. Thought we would share it with you. Um, we hope to, in the uh, very near future, be back at norm, back to normal. But in the meantime, we're still here in our home office. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again at the theater real soon. Please stay well and enjoy this episode of Toka Backstage. Um, okay, I'm with uh, Kelly Freeman Craig. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Nice to see you. Hey. It's good been to see a while. You. I know. <laughs> I think the last time I saw you was maybe 20 years ago. 20 years ago, yes. so. I think that's um, right. Yeah, I, I, God, yeah, I think that's about right. <laughs> Crazy, huh? So I'm really, I've been, I've been dying to know from when we first met, you were um, acting and, and doing some theater work. Mm-hmm. And then I lost track of you. And the next thing I know, you've written a movie that was produced with Michael Keaton and Carol Burnett and a all-star cast. How did you go from community theater to Hollywood screenwriter? You know, I mean, I, well, I was, I was just, I was always interested from the time I was, you know, from the time I was really young. I actually, I think your drama class, like community theater drama class was the first time I like, put a toe into the water of all this this whole world um and I remember just really really falling in love with it the idea of creating new characters you know I just loved that um and then so I just kept kind of trying different things and um and feeling my way around the whole the whole sort of theater idea you know I mean all the different hats that you can wear and um, and ultimately found that writing felt like the place I was, it felt like, it felt like it fit me in so many different ways. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think the acting part of me, I, by the way, I think I'm a terrible actor. <laughs> Just I would have to disagree, but go ahead. <laughs> um, but what I loved about it was just being on like an imagination tangent, you know what I mean? Being able to just create. Um, and I, I find myself even now, 39, doing kind of the same thing I was doing in that class all those years ago, which is just the idea of like, you get to create, you know, anything that comes to your mind, you get to run with. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm sort of doing the same thing. But anyway, um, so I ended up, um, you know, uh, becoming an English major, writing a bunch of stuff and realizing that the stuff that I liked to write the most were the characters on the dialogue. Like I, I loved storytelling, but I loved, I loved the idea of voices, of um, different, different types of people. And then the idea that you could sort of get them all together and make them make something happen. So I just started writing a bunch and then, um, and then wound up selling, 
a first screenplay in, you know, um, years ago now, uh, when I was um, 25 or so, um, which was just kind of the thing that set, like sort of set me off. Um, but that was a whole, you know, that's a whole thing to even just sort of like start being paid as a writer and doing it professionally it took years, you know, of, um, of trying to make those connections and writing a bunch and write, I mean, really like kind of having no life from probably 20 to 25. I feel like kind of all I did was write. So. <laughs> well, that I, I kind of, isn't that what writers do though? I mean, it's kind of like I, it's the, the stereotypical sequestered in a room just over a type typewriter or computer, just typing away, yes. living out their imagination. But it, I always found that kind of, freeing is somebody who likes to write but never could do it professionally is it just it just you can let your mind wander yes yeah and i really i'm definitely one of those people that has to write you know what i mean i think i i don't feel normal unless i do that it's something i it, like i feel like i'm clogged yeah. <laughs> emotionally or something like i feel like something it's just, it's, uh, uh, I'm definitely one of those people that can not do it. Even if, you know, even if no one ever pays me to do it ever again, I'll do it for the rest of my life. I sort of have to. And so, what, so um, the film was post-grad. That was your first one that, that people may know of. Where did that come from? Was it just, did, is it true that you just let the characters take, take it away? Or did you start out with like, I got to tell this story? That one really, that one was personal and that it came out of um, graduating from college and not, and, you know, and you're ready to like set out into the world and get a job and move your life forward. And then it's just nothing. It's just crickets and dealing with that reality of, you know, um, you're the person in the workforce that has the least experience you have none and you're trying to somehow get a job and um and having to do the thing about you know moving back in with your family and just you know there's just a lot of like you know you just realize you've got a lot to learn at that age and um and and it's a you know you got to start from the bottom and and climb your way up the ladder and um so yeah so a lot of it was just trying writing about that experience um, so that, yeah, that was, and it took several years of, you know, trying to, um, turn that into, turn that into a, a screenplay format, turn, turn it into that format. And, um, and then, and yeah, and then once I sold that, um, and it, it sort of was like, it grows legs and runs away, you know, like all of a sudden you, you have this thing that you wrote and then. And then it sort of goes into the, like the Hollywood meat grinder and comes out the other end. And that was a strange experience because you see it and you sort of almost don't recognize it. You know, I was going to say, is it, what did it, did it come out as you intended or what did it, did it just totally change? No, you know, it, uh, it changed dramatically. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it was strange because it's like, you see kind of a kernel of what was, what you originally intended, but then it just takes on a whole new life. And, and the thing that I realized too is, you know, movies are such, they're such delicate things. You know, it's just the smallest thing can completely 
send your tone an entirely different direction, it, like a, a, a music cue or just, a, you know, cutting to somebody's expression that's just a little too something. And then the movie takes on a whole different thing. So it's such a delicate thing and it's so easy for it to um, veer off from what was intended. Like I, that was, that was the big lesson of that experience for me is just how um, fragile the whole thing is, you know? So I'm guessing that would explain uh, the reason why you not only wrote, but also directed the edge, edge of 17, that you yes. wanted to sort of make sure it was your vision. Yeah, it really was about trying to protect the writing and, um, and get the thing that was in my head, you know, onto the screen. Um, and I realized that it's, you know, the script itself is a blueprint, but there's so many details that are just, unless you're the person making the decision about um, the way that it's, you know, the way that it's shot and the music and the pacing and the way the comedy lands and the inflections, like unless you're the person that is guiding that process, um, it's, you know, unless you have somebody that you're really, really in a lockstep with, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, you don't know what, what you're going to end up with exactly. And how, how was, how, how was the experience of like, being the first time film director, accomplished mm -hmm. writer, but first time film director, walking onto the set with like Woody Harrelson and uh, Kara said Ed Sedwood. Was it like, did you? Yeah, uh, daunting. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Because these are pros who do it all the time and you're doing it for the first time and you're going through a learning curve. Um, but, um, but, they were wonderfully gracious and, um, and um, you know, I knew that while, I, you know, I couldn't bring expertise in so many different areas. I mean, when you, when, when you step on a set for the first time as a director, every single person on that set knows more than you do, has more experience than you do. And, and that's true even, you know, I, I think no matter how many times you direct, everybody in their particular departments knows more about their department than, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and that's the way it should be. But, um, uh, but I, but where I felt that I could bring real confidence and solidness was with the script was, was with knowing who these characters were and what the story was that I was trying to tell. And, and so that really is what I think carried me through what would have otherwise been, you know, a, a just like flat out nerve wracking experience, but I could claim that and that, um, you know, and then the rest sort of, um, the rest sort of works itself out. If you, if, if that kind of like the nucleus of it, you understand on some level. And, and from that you won several awards. I see, uh, I, I checked out your IMDB page before I, <laughs> I called you. Um, for first uh, or best first time filmmaker or something, I forget what they were, but yeah. that's congratulations. I never, I didn't Thank know. You. Yeah. Um, yeah. That must have been pretty exciting. I mean, to to see your vision from blank page to silver screen must have been pretty exciting. Yeah, it was absolutely uh, 
yeah, it was, it was the ride of a life. I mean, a lifetime. I mean, I really was like, I really had a wonderful time creating that film and it was, and it was personal and, um, and to be able to see it live out there is a cool thing and people connect to it and see themselves reflected in it. That's the part that's really neat. And what, what, um, did I see that it's also going, going to be, or was a miniseries for television? Yeah. So, um, there was a, there was a pilot at some point that I, you know, basically once I wrote, when I wrote the movie, I, there was an opportunity to go and create a series afterwards, but I really was done with the movie. I was like, that's, you know, it's, that's its life. Um, it, it doesn't want to go on further than that. Um, but then, then I sort of thought, well, there's an opportunity though to just tell authentic stories about teenagers and do it under this sort of umbrella of this, the title. Um, and so I found um, a young writer director that, um, that, uh, that I thought was great and sort of just said, all right, what, what story do you want to tell about, um, about kids this age? Um, and then just really tried to help her achieve her vision. Um, so yeah, so that was, so we filmed a pilot and I, I honestly don't know what's going on with it now because I, I, I just sort of did that part and then moved on to other stuff. So I'm not oh. sure where, where it's landed. Well, that's cool. So the other stuff is a project I think you're really excited about. You, uh, got the rights to do, um, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret by Judy Bloom. Yes. Yeah. So how did, how did that adventure start? Well, I have been a enormous Judy Bloom fan for ever and ever and ever. I mean, she really is like the first writer. She's the one that made me fall in love with reading and with stories and characters, the very first one. And, um, and so I've just loved her for years and years. And, um, I, so there was a, a, a year and a half or two years ago now, um, a friend of mine, her daughter had just turned 11 and was reading, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. And I was talking to her about how, how much that book changed me when I was that age. I mean, how it just made me feel so seen and understood and all, I mean, really all Judy's Bloom, Judy Bloom's books did, you know, they really, I felt like they said the unsayable, um, they just spoke to me and it was really incredible to me to see that this many years later, her daughter was getting the same thing out of them. I mean, they're just, they're so, that's, I think like the magic of her is that she's written, she writes in a way that is so indelible you know it's just it's universal it's timeless it never you know all the issues are still all the issues um so anyway um right around that time so i started to look into the rights and right around that time um judy had tweeted that she was thinking about opening up um her books to be adapted um but she wasn't going to do margaret because that's it was it's been the one that has uh has been i think the closest to her heart and the the one that she was most worried would be 
um, I think done badly. You know, when you do something that's like that, that exists for so long, I think that like that fear would be natural. I, I would have that fear. Um, but, um, but, uh, myself and Jim Brooks, who was the producer on edge of 17, um, flew out to talk to her and, um, and passionately pitch making a movie out of the book. And, um, and she, and she agreed. So now we've been on, we've been on this adventure sort of, um, you know, uh, I've been writing the script and we're just in the midst of casting and we were supposed to uh, film this summer, um, but you know, it's pushed a, a couple of months because of everything that's going on, but, but all that happening eminently. And is, are there any stars attached that you can identify or is that hush hush right now? We're, we're really just in the, just starting that process. So, so, so what is your hope when people go, well, so you are, you're writing and directing this one as well? Yeah. What is your hope for people when they go see it? What do you want them to walk away with when they, after they see, are you there? Or, yeah. Um, you know, I, I hope that it's, I hope it takes them back to that time in their life when things were changing. When you're, when when all of a sudden you when you go from kid to adult and you're in that you're in that zone where you're not quite a kid and you're not quite an adult. You're in this weird in between zone. I remember it being really intense and scary and lonely and also exciting. I remember it being so many different emotions at once. Um, and I, I think, you know, I hope the movie takes people back to that yeah. part of their, their life um, and compassionately. Um, I also hope that it's, you know, um, for, for women, I think the thing that Judy Bloom has done is she, again, she says the unsayable. She talks about puberty and female bodies in ways that, that just, still people don't really freely talk about. Um, so that's exciting to think about, you know, being able to just like dive deeply into this subject matter and have it all be fine to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that's the other thing that it does. Um, and I think it also, um, I think that there's a great sort of central message of the film um, that, you know, I mean, it's a girl who's, who's reaching out to something greater than her that she doesn't quite know how to name. She doesn't know, um, she doesn't belong to a particular religion, but she's sort of searching for something outside of her that is making sure that we're all okay and wondering if that exists. And I think that's a real human question that I think a lot of us on some level ask. Um, and I think the movie tries to sort of dig into it. Um, and um, and I think the, the book deals with it in a way that I think is beautiful and unifying. And, and I think people will, I hope, walk out of it just feeling more connected with each other. It's interesting because I, I kind of, I can't help but think that it, as a writer mm -hmm. and as a director, it's going to be difficult to sort of bridge the audiences because you're going to have kids who are like, in that age group but then you're going to have the adults who've read the book like years ago who it's like your it's like their their bible and then mm -hmm. 
making it entertaining for both groups. Is that a concern of yours? Yeah, but you know, it's interesting. Um, part of what the adaptation, part of what the adaptation does is it really, it really tells stories. It tells female stories from three different generations. So Margaret, who's 12, her mom, who's in her, you know, late thirties and her grandma. And so, and there, and so it's, there are a lot of entrance points. There are a lot of places where you can come to the film and relate. And I think, and that's actually what I found when I reread the book years later is um, when I first read it, I, I didn't even, I, I had no, I, I, it never really occurred to me that Margaret's mom was going through things, you know, but when yeah. I read it as a 30 something mom, I went, oh my God, I, you know, I never thought about the fact that she, you know, so I related in a whole different way. And so I expanded, I expanded those adult characters um, for that reason, because I felt, I felt myself really reflected in those women. Um, and so I think that'll be the, um, I, I hope surprise when women come and see the film that they'll, they'll remember themselves as Margaret, but the surprise will be that they're Margaret's mom now too, or Margaret's grandma, you know? Yeah, so. well, that's brilliant. And so I imagine too, that there, there will be those looking at it going, you know, very, uh, I guess with a fine tooth comb going over thinking, mm -hmm. well, that's not how I see it. Yep. Mm -hmm. But you I, think, I, I think that's the, I think that's just par for the course with any adaptation of a very beloved book. Yeah. And I wear that all the time. I, I recognize that. Um, but I think that, um, you know, uh, at least at this point, and I, and I know through the filming, everybody involved and myself at the top of the list have such a loyalty to the spirit of the book that even when things are changing because they have to for the medium, they're always in line with, the spirit of what Judy Bloom did. Right. Um, and I, and I think, I hope that audiences will feel that, you know? Um, uh, I think that goes, I, just my personal I, I, feeling is that it kind of goes back to authenticity is if you're coming from an authentic place and, and your passion is true, then I think that that is conveyed I'm used to like live medium, but I, I imagine it happens even on film. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think if it feels, if it, yeah, if it resonates as true, then it doesn't, then it's all, you know, you, you accept it as, you know, and that's the, that's the other thing I think Judy Bloom does so well is I think her characters feel so true and everything that they go through just feels so real feels like a friend of yours. It feels like, it feels like you, it feels like, I mean, I think that's the other thing that Margaret especially feels like it's almost written like uh, an 11 year old girl writing a diary. It's so, um, it just captures that age and that feeling so well and so vividly. So what is the, um, but this, I just out of curiosity, I have to know, any plans to uh, pull a Clint Eastwood and do acting, directing? Uh, none whatsoever. <laughs> never, 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 never. <laughs> Only in the most dire of circumstances. <laughs> like, 
Um, so after after this, what is your your long term? Do you are there other projects out there that you want to tackle? Um, yeah, I but you know, I mean, I really kind of um, go with where my heart takes me. As I, you know, so I I I don't know what will be next after this. I'm just kind of um, you know writing it out and seeing where where I feel like creatively makes sense to go next. So, um, but I love, I love writing and directing. I, I love, um, I love the combo of the two. Um, I've tried to do, I've, I've looked at things where I am um, sent a script that um, somebody else has written. And even if I am madly in love with it, it's hard, there's something in me that it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, dive in because I've just, there's something, there's something about the process of writing for me that it's so important to the whole making of, of a film. Um, maybe one day I'll do that, but right now it feels like I'll probably stick with writing and then, and then directing. But at least I, I have to say that congratulations. That's awesome because it, having been a person who has had to direct a project that they had no desire to do, but uh -huh. just had, sort of had to do it. It's uh -huh. like, I, I wouldn't do that again if, in, you know, for all the money in the world, because it just, yes. it, it's yes. so painful. You're trying yes. to do, pull something out of a script that it's just not there. And it's like, yes, it just, uh, it, yes, ex yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, um, yeah, no, totally. And I, you know, the amount of times that you, the amount of times that you do it in theater, the amount of times that you have to just put the play up and rehearse it and play over and over and over. It's like, you have to, it's the same thing in film and television in that you have to do so many takes and then you've got to edit it. And you're watching it so many times that you have to have that thing at the center of it that you love because you're going to live with it on repeat. Yes. for a long time you know yeah so, yeah um so one of the things that <laughs> the uh the torrance culture arts foundation not only does shows or presents programs but we also try to help mentor and, and encourage young artists coming up um we have a show that we do which i think i've reached out to you a couple times to see if you're available to judge that south bay's got talent and we yeah. have like songwriters who are you know who are young kids who are just crazy talented. Yeah. What, what, what is you, when somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I want to be a filmmaker. I want to get into the film business. What's your words of wisdom to them? I always say, I always tell everybody to start writing no matter what, no matter how they want to, um, no matter whether they want to act or direct or produce, I say, write, write. Because the, th the thing about it is if you, if you, if you write the script, then you have, you have a certain amount of leverage because you've written something so that, so you can kind of, you, you can kind of, control it to a certain extent or some, you know what I mean? You own it. There's an ownership that allows you to have access to the other things like being able to act in it or produce it or direct it. 
Um, so I think it's a great entrance point. And I also think it's just a great way to um, sharpen every other skill. You know, when you're writing, you're hearing, you're hearing the cadences and you're hearing how you might do it and how you might block it. You know, um, yeah. you're hearing how you, you're thinking about how you might film it. So that's helping with directing. Producing, you're thinking about, well, how am I going to do it? How am I feasibly, logistically going to do it? So it helps every single thing. And the other thing is, I think that we're in a time where you can write something and film it on your iPhone and throw it up on the internet and you'll have eyeballs. You'll have an immediate audience. You'll have people reacting to it. You'll, which is what, which is what we do uh, just on a, you know, uh, a heightened level, you know, as, essentially we make the film and then we put it in front of test audiences to have reactions. And then we react from that information and we edit it more and we add different things and, but anybody right now can do that on some level. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's I think, empowering. It, it wasn't that way when I, you know, when I was coming up and now it is. And I think that's really cool. Well, and, and I, I think it was Ira Glass who said it, it was, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, it, it create something because, in, but just keep creating. You don't have to, it, it, ha it, it can be bad. Yes. But just keep creating because eventually through that process of creating, it will get better. Yes, exactly. And also allow it to be bad. I think that's the other thing. Um, I'm, you know, uh, I'm such a proponent of just like shitty first drafts, you know, I mean, really just letting yourself, letting yourself free to just write with abandon, you know, um, and practice, yeah, practice. Um, and if you don't, if you don't allow yourself that, I think it's just, it's hard to get anywhere good. You know, you have to allow yourself the errors and yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot to ask you, I, I know that filming for Are You There God is been postponed, but do you, is there a target release date when people can be looking for this? Uh, it'll be sometime in 2021. So yeah, we don't we don't have a we don't have a release date yet, but it'll yeah. be sometime sometime next year. Awesome. And I also noticed that the Edge of Seventeen for those who want to check it out is on Netflix now. I think Netflix. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. It's it's so funny because I I mean I again we haven't seen each other in I don't know how long, but just yeah. to know that you this work that you've created is out there and doing. I mean it's I'm. I'm just in awe of what you've accomplished. It's so awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, I have to say you were one of the first people that sort of gave me confidence to do, to just keep going. And I remember, so I remember I took your drama class and then, and then there was like a second run of the drama classes. And I guess because I was a good student, you were like, hey, do you want to come like be an assistant and help with, you know, help with the kids? And I remember being so flattered and touched and it, like, and, and it gave me just that little oomph of, oh, maybe I'm not bad at this, you know? And that I think means so much at that age, you know? It means so much to just feel like, hey, you know, um, just to get that little push that says, hey, I think you're, Think you're good at this keep going you know 
Well, um, and, you, and you so, were good at it. So I'm actually kind of, I'm, I'm a little upset that you're not acting anymore, but that's okay. <laughs> well, I, uh, anyway, I, I appreciate that. It's, a, it's amazing when you look back and you think about all the little steps that sort of like gets you where you are and yeah. Yeah. Well, if you ever, you know, speaking of acting, if you ever need like a corpse or somebody to like lie, you know, <laughs> so I, I'm, you know, call me, you have my number. <laughs> that was, I was always thinking, you know, before Law and Order went off, that was my goal was I just wanted to be like the guy at the beginning who just gets, who dies and it's like under the blanket. <laughs> oh, we're going to do that. Okay. I'm telling you that. right now, we're going to, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time. I really do appreciate it. Um, oh, thank you so much. And one of these days, I'll get you uh, to be a judge on South Bay's Got Talent. But in the meantime, I'd love to do it. Yes, absolutely. Please. In the meantime, me. I want everyone out there to check out Postgrad and Edge of Seventeen and wait patiently for Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Um, uh, wonderful work, and I can't wait to to catch up with you again later. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you. <laughs> nice to see you. All right.